0: It's time for the Creative Real Estate Podcast, your source for out of the box real estate investing strategies brought to you by ecospace.com. Now, here's your hosts, Adam and Jason. Welcome back to the Creative Real Estate Podcast. This is Adam Adams with Manny Perez. Hey, man, it's good to be back on, man. It's been a while. Good to have you. And DJ's not feeling too well. He's out of the office. Uh, but who we do have is Mark Podowski, the land geek. This guy's famous. He's done all sorts of things within land, and I want him to tell you a little bit about his story. Mark, welcome to the show.
1: Adam Adams, Manny, thanks so much for having me. So, yeah, I mean, I started in 2000 um, sort of as a very unhappy, miserable, stressed out investment banker. I was working in mergers and acquisitions with private equity groups, and it was getting so bad for me. I'd have, you know, like I'd have a 45 minute commute to work and back and, you know, micromanaged long hours, high pressure. And, and it got so bad, guys, that I wouldn't get the Sunday blues anticipating Monday coming around. I'd get the Friday blues anticipating the weekend going by really fast and having to be back oh, at work yeah. on Monday. <laughs> so, so my firm hires this guy. He's telling me that on the side, he's going to these tax deed auctions. He's buying up raw land, pennies on the dollar, he's flipping them online, and he's making a return on his investment of over 300%. So I'm looking at companies all day long, and a great company, a great company has 15% EBITDA margins or free cash flow, great company. Your average is at 10%, and I'm looking at companies all day long, less than 10%. So I don't believe him. So we go to New Mexico together. I've got $3,000 saved up for car repairs. I do exactly what he says to do. I buy 10 half acre parcels, at an average price of only $300 each. I put them online and they all sell for an average price of over $1,200. Oh, 300%. Wow. It worked. So I took all that money. I went to another tax deduction in Arizona. And again, there's no one in the room. It's 2000. Hey, let buying me up- interrupt
0: you there. You, was yeah. it a tax lien option in Arizona or a tax deed option uh, in Arizona?
1: So Arizona is a hybrid state oh, where okay, the okay. counties will do lien or deed.
0: Okay, great. And hey, let me, let's interrupt because um, you and I understand liens and deeds uh, as far as taxes, but some people couple them together. And so let's use Arizona's example. Would you explain what the difference in a lien and a deed is?
1: Sure, sure. So a, a tax lien state, well, first of all, when you don't pay your property taxes, the county needs to get that revenue. They've got to do things like improve roads, um, ed, you know, education, those types of things, right? So the state government needs uh, their property taxes. Well, after a while, if you don't pay them, then depending on the state, uh, they'll either do a tax lien or a tax deed auction to collect that revenue. Now, a tax lien state is what we would say is a little bit more, uh, let's say, you know, sweeter, right? So they say, oh, you know, property owner, we get it, you're in tough times. All we're gonna do is we're gonna auction off the property, we're gonna get our taxes, and we're gonna sell it to an investor. And we're gonna give you three years to pay your property taxes plus penalties and fees to that investor, but this way, you know, you don't lose your property right, right away. Now, if you don't pay off the lien to that investor, the investor after uh, a certain amount of time, let's say three years, can then file a foreclosure on that property with their lien and then get the property. Now, this is a very, you know, fantastic creative real estate strategy to make $16 to let's say twenty-four percent on your money with with relatively little risk. It's a due diligence play. The problem is that in tax lien investing, it's extremely competitive because there's hedge funds and there's private equity groups out there now bidding down the interest rate. Because you know they don't need to make sixteen percent. They're they're really happy, you know, at three percent or or whatever it might be, as long as they're beating the bank and getting their their investors return on the money. So tax lien investing, 95% of tax liens are redeemed, because it's typically with a house, right? So no one wants to lose their house, they'll pay pay off their their tax lien. Now when it comes to land, it's a little bit higher foreclosure rate. So I personally avoid tax lien investing, because 16 to 24% doesn't get my juices flowing, 300 to 1000% really gets me excited, and that's the returns that we get on tax uh, on our land investing. So we like tax deed states. A tax deed state says, hey, you didn't pay your taxes. The new, the new person that bids up that property, pays off that property taxes for you, owns the property. And that's it. Now, in some states, there might be a redeemable period of, uh, let's say, six months. But pretty much, that's it. You lost your property, you didn't pay your taxes. And they know this. The, the buyer or the seller's of that property, know this going in. So, the way that we shortcut this is we actually send out offers to those people that owe back taxes and live out of state. So, we'll go to the, the treasurer, we'll say, Hey, can we get your delinquent uh, parcel list? And we'll scrub that list. We'll get rid of the commercial property, the residential property, the industrial property. We'll get, we'll just sort of by use code, we'll get the vacant land. And then we'll look at the comps. Let's say that. You know, Adam's got a property in Texas, 20 acres. It's been selling last 12 to 18 months at about $10,000. All we'll do is divide by four, right? And that gets us what Warren Buffett would call a 300% margin of safety. So the most I can pay for Adam's property now is $2,500. But Adam's advertising to me that he no longer values that property more because he hasn't paid his taxes and he has no emotional attachment to that property because he doesn't live in Texas. Does that make sense?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. So this is why we avoid the competition at a tax deed or a tax lien auction. Now, when the economy takes uh, another hit, right, which is inevitable, well, people won't have the cash to go back to tax deed auctions and we'll start getting deal flow again at tax deed auctions. But to have consistent deal flow, like what I like to do, then you want to have this letter writing campaign in place. And the way that I do it is I'm not saying like the housing guys, I'm interested in buying your house or buying your land. I don't want to be in the appraisal business. We give them an actual offer on that property. Three to 5% of people accept that offer.
0: When you say that you give them an offer, are you mailing them in uh, a contract that you've already signed or? Correct. Oh, wow. Well,
1: well, we haven't signed it. We just send it to them. They sign it and then we'll sign it.
0: Okay. Good deal. So for the listeners, there are tax liens, there are tax deeds, there are hybrid states, and finally there are redeemable deed states. Mark, is that sum it up with between the four?
1: Exactly. That's, right, that's, so that's really a tax, it.
0: a tax lien state allows an investor to lien a property, meaning that they have interest in the property, securing their investment with maybe 18% up or down. And um, and if they don't get paid, they can do one of two things. They can foreclose on it. Or if it's a hybrid state, they actually go to foreclose on it. They get their money. But in general, at least in Florida, the state takes it back and that person is allowed to a bid against it, but they don't necessarily get the property. So if you're doing a tax lien and thinking you'll always get the property, you got to do your due diligence and make sure that you're going in the correct states to understand their laws because they're all different. Then when we look at tax deeds, a tax deed is just like Mark said, this is when you actually have the deed to the property. You own the property and now you just have to worry about clearing title and stuff like that, unless you're in Mark's position where he doesn't need a clear title anyway because as I understand it, he's doing land, so he doesn't need to worry about rodents and, and toilets and tenants and all that kind of stuff. And usually no title issues because there's very seldomly going to be a loan that's been put on it or a mechanics lien that's been put on it or anything like that. Then in the redeemable deed state, this is something where if you think that you're just getting a deed, be real cautious because if you're like in Texas and it's a redeemable deed, it doesn't necessarily mean that you own the property yet because the owner has the opportunity to still redeem that from you. Um, Additionally, if, you put work into it; they can only give you the the work that you put into it that actually improve that actually uh, keeps the property. This is for a house; keeps the property good. But like basically, if you have to replace a toilet, then you'll get your money back. But if you upgrade the kitchen, you won't get your money back. So there's lots and lots of laws within uh, tax deed and tax lien investing. So be super duper cautious. Uh, listen to Mark. He's got a lot of information. Do your due diligence, just like he said. And I'm sorry to sorry to take that away but, from you for a second, Mark, but I wanted to make sure that the listeners understood there's a lot of in- intricacies. And just like you, I used to do that and I'm out of it because people are paying too much for things. And so I don't think that 2018 is a real great time to be within tax liens and tax deeds. Mark's yeah. writing those Absolutely. letters, Prior to them getting anything is brilliant. So, Mark, let let us know. How do you find the list of people that are going to be at the auction? How do you then write those letters? And what is your system to making all this money, like a thousand percent or three hundred percent on your money?
1: Right, right. So, they're not going to the auction. We want the we want the owners of the land. So, we get the list from either the assessor or the treasurer, and typically it's gonna be easier to get it from the assessor. Then we're gonna scrub that list, we're gonna take out all that properties that we don't want, we'll sort by use code. And then we'll batch that list because I don't want to send someone that has an acre the same offer that has 40 acres, that 40 acre person is gonna send me glitter back in the mail. They're gonna be really mad. (laughs) So we go ahead and we price the list, we upload it into our system, the offers go out, and then three to 5% is about our response rate. Now if it's under 3%, our pricing was too low, And if it's above 5%, we might've been too high. And that kind of gives us a good gauge. So then the offer gets accepted. We go ahead and we talk to the seller. We said, we're going to close in seven days. We're going to pay cash. And then we go through our due diligence process and make sure that they own the property. The taxes are uh, not too high, that there's still margin in the deal. There's no liens or encumbrances. There's no break in the chain of title. Uh, the property has legal access. And we go through this whole checklist and we spend about $11 on due diligence. We okay. outsource it to the Philippines. Okay. So we get a report, we get our plat maps, we get our GIS maps. And we're creating our marketing package while we're doing our due diligence. Then we buy the property and now we own it. And then we have a best built-in buyer to immediately buy that property. You guys know who it is? Who, who is it? The neighbors. The neighbors. (laughs) So we send out neighbor letters saying, before we go to the open market, here's your opportunity, protect your view, expand your holdings, know your neighbor, right? And oftentimes the neighbors will then go ahead and buy it. Now, the way that we'll sell it is a little bit creative, right? So what we'll do is, taking Adam's example of the $10,000 property in Texas that we paid $2,500 for, we'll we'll sell it at $2,500 down payment right? And then we'll create a car payment, let's say $4.99 a month at 9% interest over 10 years, right? So now it's a one-time sale. We get passive income of $4.99 a month over the next 10 years, and we don't have to deal with any renters, no rehabs, no renovations, no rodents. Because we're not dealing with a tenant, we are exempt from Dodd-Frank, RESPA, and the SAFE Act, and so the game that we play then is can we create enough passive income on these land notes where it exceeds our fixed expenses and then we're working because we want to, not because we have to. And we have it 90% automated with software. Wow. Um, I think it's an incredible strategy. And, and part of me, I mean, how long have you been doing this for now, Mark? Man, since I've been doing it full time since 2001. I quit my investment banking job once the land investing income exceeded the investment banking income.
0: <laughs> Makes sense, man. Makes sense. Yeah. That's fantastic. And That only took one year. <laughs> That's, <great. laughs> That's amazing. Um, so a lot of the stuff that you were just talking about, there's a lot that goes into that. And I would love to dive really, I'd like, love to dive deeply into that. But I know that you have a couple of podcasts out there that that continue to go through this so that it can really be solid in somebody's mind because this is really a, a fantastic creative real estate strategy where you're buying something for like you said in Texas 2500 bucks you get somebody to pay you the entire 2500 bucks and now you have passive income and you don't have to worry about Dodd Frank which apparently um, you know makes it hard to be able to own or finance things for homes but because this is land you don't need to worry about it is that right?
1: That's right, because there's no tenant.
0: Yeah, and That's then perfect. just like we talked about earlier, you don't have to worry about tenants, toilets, and all this other kind of stuff uh, that that you would have to worry about in a house. So it brings your costs down. So it's it's pretty much um, you're you're going to what is that uh, triple net lease automatic, right?
1: Right, right, and and the, and the the reality is there's billions of acres of land out there, but this is like the least sexy real estate niche ever. So you're not going to go on HGTV or the DIY network and see Flip This Land and just (laughs) watch me in front of my computer, you know, shuffling paper. So, you know, if you go to a RIA meeting and there's 100 people in that meeting, 99 of them are house flippers or wholesalers or landlords. You and I are the only land people. So we've got this tremendous market that's huge and really no players in it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I've only done land one time. I bought a tax deed. I, I did the letter strategy that you are suggesting. In 2005, I bought something for $100 and I sold it for 12000 Um <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, in, I wish in, I could
0: be doing in, that, but um, there's so much competition went on those tax liens now, tax deeds now, that people are, it seems like people are paying like 100, 112% of the value anyway. Like you never know what, what, what's going on, but you're paying more than you would pay if it was on the MLS.
1: Yeah. I mean, one of my clients in college, he's 21 years old. He, he found a bulk deal. The guy owns 211 lots. Wow! And he inherited them from his mom. He doesn't want them. He's like, just give give me a dollar each for the lot. They each owe, they have about $107 in back taxes each that he doesn't want to pay. And they're going to sell these for about twelve dollars to $1,500 cash. They're going to make over $200,000 on one deal.
0: Wow. Just because the guy doesn't want to do the work.
1: He doesn't, yeah. Just, I mean, think about the things in your own house. Like, oh, I don't want this. What am I going to do with this? It's like a headache.
0: Yeah. Wow, that's incredible! (laughs) I love it. So, what time are we? How how far are we into this so far? Let's see.
1: We are past twenty minutes, I think.
0: You know what? Let's let's get started to wrap it up. But we did mention your podcasts, um, and why don't you tell the listeners how do they find you? How do they find you online? How do they find you on iTunes? Um, What you're teaching, I think, is incredible. I think it's amazing. What you mentioned earlier. There's not a lot of people doing this. That means you don't have a whole bunch of competition. And even if you did, there's way more land out there. So if you, if you 100 times the competition, everybody could still make money. So uh, tell everybody, how do they find you? How do they learn more about this strategy? And if you have some type of education course out there, uh, let them know how they find that too.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, You know, number one, I have an app on the uh, App Store, the Land Geek app, that has the Land Geek podcast, the best passive income model podcast, and the Art of Passive Income Model podcast. So I have three podcasts on iTunes. And then you can always just go to thelandgeek.com and learn more there. And if you email support at thelandgeek.com and put in the subject line creative real estate or Adam, Manny, something like that. We're going to send you for free our $97 passive income launch kit so you can really get a deep dive into this business and see if it's something that you want to explore further.
0: Man, that's incredible. Awesome. Thank you. So thelandgeek.com. I uh, will also put that app into the show notes. Will you tell us the app one last time? How do we find the app?
1: Yeah, it's just on uh, the App Store um, for Apple. I don't have, an, you know, because okay. I'm... And it's just The Land Geek, The Land okay. Geek app.
0: All right. Perfect. We'll put those into the show notes. Thank you for your time today coming onto the podcast. We really, really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks again, Mark. And like I said, I think your strategy is perfect. Uh, the automation in your, in your company as well. So uh, thanks again for coming on and speaking with us. Not a problem. Thanks guys.